0: To the next song just yet. I'm going to try and intersect with okay. each other. Ooh, okay. mm-hmm. um, we're going to talk about Ozzy Osbourne's many controversies over the years because you mentioned the Suicide Solution mm-hmm. and the uh, controversy there. Um, I think the ones that people will most know are the biting the head off a bat,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he also bit a head off a dove. Okay. In a meeting with uh, CBS Records in 1981. Okay. Uh, and he spat the head out with blood draining from his mouth. Isn't that lovely? Right. Yeah. So he is previous...
2: coming from the guy that says he wants to protect the planet and, like, help, help me mother oh, save the yeah, world. Yeah, planet, not the doves. Oh, fuck the animals. It's, it's
0: just crazy. the planet. So, <laughs> yeah, the most famous incident for a lot of people will be when he bit the head off a bat. That was on stage, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That uh, he thought was a rubber bat. Um, I wasn't. Oh, God, that must be a horrible shock. Yeah, that happened in De- uh, Des Moines, Iowa, in 1982. Des Moines. Des Moines, yeah, sorry, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right now. Uh, you said it, yeah, sorry. Des Moines, Iowa, I should know that. I apologise, Iowans. I should know that because from there.
1: Should
2: know. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I think they were inspired by seeing him bite the head off, you know. Is that why they became satanic? Worship state.
0: <laughs> like all other crimes, convince everyone to kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, no, <laughs> uh, the bat was alive at the time that he bit its head off, although it's disputed. But he was treated for rabies. Not surprised. Time, so I think it's
2: possibly true. So I have questions. I know you you can't answer these questions. I'm not asking them for answers. I'm I'm just trying to, but hypothetically. Would you not feel
1: it moving? Like if it was alive, surely it would be squirming. I, I don't that. know. Maybe not at first. And know. it would be warm.
0: I'm not sure. I'm not, I've not been in a situation where I've bit ahead head off a bat, mate. I, I can not answer that for you. Also, how, <laughs> how far
2: do you go before you realize that it's
0: not rubber? Like, How far, I quite into soon, the I imagine quite soon, quite soon after or quite soon into it, you probably would have realized. So, here's my question but to you. I don't know like if you're on stage and your adrenaline's I was
2: gonna good. say, if this was you, would you commit to the act still, or as soon as you realize that it's alive, would you be like, Oh my god, bad no, out, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah none of that, shit. Uh, but how fucked up do you have to be to like on like adrenaline or whatever mm. to think? Oh well, I'm um, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. <laughs> just like I just continue
0: to like murder this poor creature. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably the most I'd probably say the most famous Aussie incident in history possibly. I think did, yeah. so much so that in 2019 the police a commemorative on the thirty-seventh anniversary, it's not why that was particularly chosen. But uh on the thirty-seventh anniversary of the incident. Uh,
1: the Ozzy Osborne website released a bat with a detachable head, which sold pretty well. So, there you go. So, how much backlash did he get from animal rights activists for all this? He got no mercy.
0: What, the WWE people? <laughs> <laughs> um, how much backlash did he from animal rights people? Uh, yeah. I imagine some at the time, I, was like, I don't know. Possibly. There must have been outrage, surely. I imagine so, but uh, not so much that I've written it down. Also, so, but... parents of like, you know, see, it's the devil's. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Stuff like that. And people that will be on help.
2: Look at that! He's murdering bats live on it's
0: stage true. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Even though he had his reasons, but you know. I mean, do, do you ever have a good reason to murder a bat? I, I don't know. Uh, uh, so... the, if that bat's going to come for you and attack you, mate, who knows? <laughs> who knows? It's probably right for us. You
2: yeah. I mean, for entertainment reasons, I don't really think you ever have a reason. to to kill an animal but <laughs> i mean well this second say, but that's not for entertainment oh, right, yeah. i mean technically well, it, it could be someone else's entertainment yeah yeah i mean yeah. i don't think the bat was attacking him
0: <laughs> <laughs> that dove certainly wasn't no no definitely not <laughs> uh so what else is he known for well he's known for peeing i mean on we the all alamo. know oh on the alamo oh, on the alamo. oh, on the alamo. oh, oh okay so, in so 1982, he drunkenly weed or peed, if you prefer, on a uh, cenotaph uh, erected for those who died at the Battle of the Alamo Ooh, yeah. in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, okay. Um, and I can't remember the exact story, but um, somebody said to him at the time, "How would you feel if someone pissed on the Queen or something like that?" And he's like, "I don't care." He wouldn't care because British sure people don't care
2: to them. Yeah, I also think that's a really stupid analogy as well. Like, maybe if you're going to say that, maybe like Americans, FYI, future reference, turn around and say, How would you feel if someone pissed on the cenotaph in London? Yeah. Those two things would have get I don't think he would have cared either. Like, I don't yeah. really, I don't think I'd care if someone pissed on the Queen. But if someone pissed on the cenotaph, I'd be a bit like, that's a little bit uncalled for. I mean, these well, guys
0: did kind of die for you. So yeah, true, you know, maybe show true. a little bit of fucking yeah. respect. So here were consequences of this action. He was arrested and banned from San Antonio for a decade. Well, That's pretty it's, it's, light, it's, it's, only 10 years. I mean, that's not that bad. There you go. I don't know how popular he is in San Antonio, but there you go. Um, so it wouldn't surprise you to note that when Aussie did that, he was drunk. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, obviously. I'm imagining um, when he does a lot of this stuff, he's drunk, to be honest so with you. so Yeah, supposedly he fired his whole band when he was drunk and didn't even remember doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah t- typical stuff. At one point, um, Sharon hid all his clothes. obviously been on a uh, drunken alcohol and, you know, drugs bender. So he wouldn't he's go out. Without naked. No, he went out with Sharon's dress on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's Aussie for you. It's all... Funny, funny games, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Someone, so, watching someone yeah. Like, oh, so, oh, he's destroy he's, themselves. Yeah, yeah no, he spent most of the 80s blitzed out of his head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it didn't really matter in terms of success. He still got very successful throughout the 80s because so the same. Whatever. Um, we're going to move
2: on to... I mean, he must have made a lot of money. Because oh, okay. by the time the Osbournes rolled around, he's got a very nice house. Although it's some of that Sharon's, I imagine. Like you said, her dad was like a record producer, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I imagine Some she must have Yeah, It's
1: a bit of both, yeah. Ozzy would probably be the bigger cash cow. Well,
2: if he's
0: not blowing it all up his nose and down <laughs> his <laughs> gullet, though, <laughs> right? Of course not. Um, so we're going to move on to the next songs, mm-hmm. uh, the Diary of the Madman songs. So we're going to move on to uh, Over the Mountain. Mm-hmm. What do you
2: think of over mountain? I haven't got a lot to say about this, to be oh. honest with you. I've got, there's that sound again. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's just, it's very Sabbathy. Um, not really pushing the bounds a li- at all. Yeah, it didn't really leave, leave much of an impression on me, to be honest with you.
1: Okay.
2: Is this where we're starting to diverge? A yeah, little
1: bit. a little bit with
0: this one. Uh, I blistering guitar solo. No, sorry, guitar Drum solo to start, and then the great guitar riff going into it. Um, it's about transitioning to the afterlife over the mountain. Okay, I, I imagine you got fatigue at this point, so that I'm gonna. Uh, uh,
2: no, <laughs> no, I will, oh. I will, I will, oh. I will
0: definitely uh, argue that fact.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, but yeah, that song is probably the the banger on the Diary of the Madman. Okay, uh, speaking of Diary of the Madman, that's the next song we're going with. Similar vein to Crowley, this one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's named partly after Alistair Crowley's biography, so the connection is there straight away. Okay. So they're really loving. They're really leaning into him, aren't they? Yeah. So Bob Daisley, who's pretty much the main songwriter of the band, wrote this about himself. uh, Having a
1: nervous breakdown at 16 years old. It's the madman part. Um... Before I um, get on to what I thought of the song,
2: what did you think of it? Over? Well, this is why I'm going to argue with you about having fatigue by this point. Because oh. I really love this song. Oh, I good. I really like this song. Good. Excellent. I, I, I especially liked how different it sounded. Again. It had a different sound. It doesn't have that Sabbath sound. It's, 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 it's his own sound. Um, yeah. And uh, you can tell that the song really tells a story. As well, there's a real strong story there um, that's going on within the lyrics of the song. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it takes you on a bit of a journey. This song, for sure. Um And I loved, loved the chanting at the end. Yeah, I, I, I thought read that. <laughs> that it sounds. Like... Oh, 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 oh. I don't. <sighs> I don't know how to describe it, but, but this song sounds like going mad. Yeah. It sounds like madness. To me, it, 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 if I hear this song, it, I can instantly think about going, losing my mind, basically, spiraling
0: down the drain. And- there you go. The, the song's yeah. doing its job. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Really Excellent. good song. I'm really happy to say that. This is also in contention for me as one of his best solos, songs, honestly, if not the best, I haven't made my mind up. <laughs> um so yeah it opens with a beautiful but creepy guitar part mm-hmm. and then launches into another insane riff and as you said choral chanting at the end is very i thought it was amazing good, yeah. it
2: was really good. it was the, the timing was perfect it went on for the right amount of time yeah. it was the perfect sound to end the song on as well it was just yeah it just yeah
0: great song Yeah, so I I like this album a lot. Overall, I might say it's better than the debut, but I chose the debut because it's more historically significant. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this song I really love a lot. Yeah, it's a great atmosphere throughout the song. Um, Yeah, it's almost possibly 10 on 10. But let's move on, shall we? Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So this is where it gets a little bit sad. Unfortunately, okay, Randy Rhodes.
2: Oh no, not Randy. Why can't it be the other guy, the the Bill Bailey guy? (laughs) Bill Paisley, yeah, why can't it be him?
0: Yeah, so uh, Randy Rhodes, um, we're gonna move on to now. Oh no, he's not gonna be able to join our band if we leave. No. Um, we I'm going to join
2: our band I'm of really sorry, cool
0: names. Sorry, Rich, but, you know, Cozy Pals also dead. Don't worry.
2: Oh, man.
0: Uh, they played it uh, I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> My
2: band is falling apart. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Blaze is okay, yes, right? I've, I've spent the last hour or so, or how long we've recorded this gushing over Randy Rose's guitar work. But unfortunately, this is where we end with Randy. Oh. Uh, on the 19th of March, 1982, in Florida, uh, on the Diary of the Madman Man tour. Uh, he was uh, on a light aircraft, which crashed while flying over the band's tour bus. The left wing clipped the bus.
1: Uh what the fuck were they Then it the mean? rest of the
0: plane graced the trees. They were showing off, weren't no. they? Fucked. Yeah. And they crashed into I the car. someone there was there.
2: like... Do you bet! I can land the plane
0: on the top yeah. of the bus. That's uh, what they were the, doing, wasn't the, it? Uh, yeah. The light aircraft crashed. Oh, blimey! Sorry. Uh, this killed Randy as well as the pilot Andrew Acock and costume and makeup designer Rachel Youngblood. Oh, Youngblood! What a great name! She could have been our costume designer. Great, great, great name! Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, my band is falling apart.
0: So yeah, there you go. Um, that's the end of Randy, I'm afraid. Oh, man. Very sad. Him. Dyson, you know, Fucking uh, stupid way to go I haven't well. written down how old he was. Um, I imagine he was in his 20s at the time. Uh, I could do a quick Google search.
2: No, let's leave some things a mystery.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so uh,
0: that's where the Randy Rhodes story ends. He was on probably his best two albums, the first two. And uh, yeah, so not, Unsurprisingly, Ozzy was pretty cut up about this and pretty you know, upset. You know, again, sort of similar to when he left Sabbath in terms of where to now. Mm-hmm. Just lost the like the main guitarist of the band. Uh, Ozzy, no, Ozzy fell into a deep
1: depression after death of uh of Randy. Um, but you know, as as everything in life,
0: The show must go show on. Must go on. Now. We 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 know
1: we, we're we're linked <laughs> yeah the show must go on there so uh, there you go we're gonna find another cool name Well oh, we've got to like, find two cool names now you didn't, mm-hmm. didn't tell me that Cozy was dead as
2: well,
0: oh, well I did apologize. Um, I I had one now ball. our band has only got one drummer mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, the next one we're gonna go to is something a little bit different Uh Shot in the Dark <laughs> This one is a much softer song, I think. I don't know what you thought of it. Um,
1: <coughs> oh, okay, let's go.
2: Absolute banger. Well,
1: oh, good. Good, good. It's very cheesy, very
2: 80s. I, 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 I have discovered something about myself <laughs> that I love that cheesy 80s sound. I, I Doing this podcast... The cheesy 80s ones are the ones I love the most, I think. I I loved it. I, I thought, yeah, I've added it into my playlist. Cool. Um, because it doesn't have that sound. It has a totally unique, different sound. Super 80s. Yeah, I wrote in here. This is very much capitalising on the uh, hair metal. Yeah, for the 80s, yeah, but I think so. it works with him as well. Oh, it does work. Though. I think it works really well, and 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 it shows that he's a little bit more versatile than he thinks he is. And yeah, I, I, I'm cheesy eighties is, <laughs> is my wheelhouse definitely. I think exactly. this is, I think I found my place. But yeah, I love this song. I thought it was great. Mm. So this was his first song to ever chart. Show- on the billboard 100 that America. does not surprise me it's a lot more easily digested it was number 20 in the uk as well so pretty big it's hit. for him it's easily digestible
0: it's something your mum would listen to oh, yeah definitely and so I didn't yeah. know who Ozzy Osbourne was yeah yeah um so i remember seeing this video for this song on krang tv back in the day mm-hmm. and i bought the Ozzy Osbourne greatest hits and it wasn't on there oh really which I which I thought was a shame, but there is a reason for it. Uh, there was a writing dispute over the song and it, how it sounds similar to a song that was written by another band. Okay.
2: Um, yeah. I was going to say, it has a very, I don't know, It. it uh, I don't want to say generic, but it does sound like it could sound like a lot of other songs uh, as well. Yeah,
0: a lot of other songs that were written in the late 80s yeah. in terms of those kind of... It was probably the same people pumping out and churning out all the songs, wasn't it? Though, yeah. At that point, your white snakes, whizzes, yeah. whatever. Um. Yeah, but I think it works pretty well. It's a good song. It's a catchy yeah. song.
1: Um. So yeah, it's a hit. I think. Yeah, um, I'd agree. I, I liked it. What do you think the song's about? Um. Just a shot in the dark. It's either about mugging someone or stalking someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a Aussie's meaning behind
0: the song was like stalker, stalker ish. Um but obviously the, the phrase shot in the dark' usually means like a long shot a long shot, yeah it's supposed to happen that's the yeah. usual like uh thing you'd think of when you think of shot in the dark, yeah, but this is yeah this is meant he meant this as a stalkerish kind of thing well, yeah,
2: that's the line that makes me think about that yeah
0: absolutely yeah. um so other than uh Making music and getting obliterated mm-hmm. in the eighties and biting heads of bats. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing other stuff, including having a family. And oh him. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also would uh, get into wrestling sort of which oh was really house. okay <laughs> uh not actually wrestling in the ring though don't get to go oh, oh, he, he was in there mixing it with hogan and savage and, oh, i would have paid know. to watch that yeah uh he uh he managed the british bulldogs at wrestlemania 2 oh okay uh, when the british bulldogs won the uh wf tag team titles at that point i did not know uh, that. so obviously he would have managed them because they're british that makes yeah. sense even though I don't think they really fit in with his image.
2: Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, that, that is not a thing that... I mean, that is literally just
0: like, a, oh, you it's guys just, are
2: from the same it's place,
0: the same. let's just put yeah. you together. Yeah, so we'd um, start a relationship with WWE, which would continue over the years. Uh, Sorry, WWE? Get, oh, the, F get
1: the F in, man, at come the on. Time.
0: Yeah, yeah. so several of his songs are featured on the programming just recently on uh, Survivor Series last year, um,
1: they used uh, WarPicks for um, Survivor Series. They did the um, uh, what's the
0: what's the, uh, War Games? That's the one. Right. I can't remember the bloody name of the match. War Games. They did War Games at Survivor Series, and they used uh, WarPicks at the start of a, a video of Aussie singing it. Okay. Particularly, they probably chose the day when he was in good health to do it. <laughs> but there you yeah. go. He's in the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. Okay. They've used, as I said, they've used several of his songs for WWE programming. Uh, he was a guest host on Monday Night Raw in 2009 as well. You know, he's getting his name out there in lots of different avenues, making the money. You know. Yeah, I mean, got to do it somehow, right? That's it not um, touring anymore, you've got to make the money somewhere. Oh my god, segways Richard. Fantastic segue into the next It's almost song.
2: like I do this
0: like um, um, for multiple shows. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Um, I think that, that's just incredible uh, coincidence because the next song we're going on to is uh Mama I'm Coming Home, which <laughs> continuing the segue I just did is pretty obvious what the song's
1: about. You made me cry, you told me lies. could be right, I could
0: be wrong In her so bad, it's been so long Mama, I'm coming home Right, wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all about, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm coming home and winning that title Yeah, that's, that's what I'm, I'm assuming it's
2: like coming home from a tour or yeah. been on the road for a long time, kind of. Yeah. Lots so... of, of acts do this kind of song, don't they? So. Been yeah. way too long so Miss week... my family And oh, my dog yeah. <laughs> I miss my pickup truck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those sweet Louisiana nights nice Just sitting on the back Staring at the stars I'm coming home Is this a
0: song? Because that was pretty good I literally just made that up
2: on the wow. spot <laughs> Definitely hear that song, mate. Yeah, people will think I'm a Louisiana country singer.
0: <laughs> yeah, they didn't, Yeah,
2: as long as they like the song, I don't need to know that's not, not true. true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Holy, I'm <laughs> from Louisiana. What you talking about? Learn, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Where's that? Come oh, you called me a liar. Yeah, you're saying I'm a liar. <laughs> take you outside I'll shoot you with you, my, my gun because I'm. I i gotta go because I'm American I'm a loud one anyway please. second amendment <laughs> is, is, is that right is it second Yeah, <laughs> shut up man freedom yeah. of speech
0: yeah USC yeah. anyway yeah anyway moving on <laughs> uh mama I'm coming home uh it's about yeah this is the first incident of him retiring from touring right uh so uh, this song was written about not his mum This is written about Sharon. Yeah. uh, He's coming. I didn't
2: think it was about his mum. It was just that, you know, I'm coming home kind of
0: feel. Yeah. Yeah. And this song, I don't think it's really... It's not a banger. It's Mm -hmm. a reflective song. So what did you think of it overall?
2: Well, first of all, I want to touch upon the beginning of the song, because we were just taking the mick about, like, country music and stuff like that. The beginning of this song really made me think of, like, the whole...
1: I'm coming home. Yeah, like yeah, yeah.
2: I love it. um But what did I think about this song?
0: What do you want me to think about this song? I don't, I don't want you to think anything, mate. I, you know, I just, okay. I'll put
1: it now because it's one of his
0: biggest hits. So I, wanted to,
1: to I am probably going to surprise you oh. and actually say, so far, this is my favourite Aussie Osborne song. Oh, so far. Okay. I, <laughs> I actually
2: really like this song. It really spoke to me. It kind of... I don't know. It, it kind of... This is going to sound really cheesy, but it kind of touched somewhere yeah, that, that not a lot of songs can reach. And this was definitely one of them. And from what we've listened to, it's actually my favourite Aussie Osborne song. Like, more than Crazy Train... Um, more than Diary of, Mad Diary of, Man, of a Mad, 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 Mad Man, which I really like yeah. I mean there are lots of songs that I've liked this is probably my favourite yeah, I actually course. really like this song I actually not only added it to my playlist I played it a couple of times over again because I actually really enjoyed <laughs> the song <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a song that gets to you definitely it's yeah. a
0: more reflective and more anthemic type of song yeah again it's one of those one I listened to back in the day and thought this is a bit
1: yeah,
0: because I want the heavy you just stuff. just want the heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah because
2: yeah, teenagers like heavy things. Oh, I don't feelings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, but now, um but now, yeah, I do. I do enjoy the
1: song. It's um yeah, pretty good. Yeah, this is his only song solo that got to uh the
0: top forty in America.
2: What did the other one? Oh, top one hundred. You said yeah, the other top 100, one hundred. So that has got to number twenty eight as a solo artist on his own. Okay, again, I can see that. It's, it's digestible. It's not yeah, offensive, yeah, this song, is it? It's not...
0: No one's going to listen to this song and go, oh, well, my children shouldn't be listening to this kind of music. No, no, no definitely not. It's not a bad song about saying all this and that. Um, Jake Hilly is out at this point. Uh, Zach Wilde is now the guitarist. I think
1: he does a pretty good uh, job with this. What um, happened? Why'd they get rid of him? I can't remember. They only just got him for the other song, <laughs> didn't they?
0: <laughs> well, actually this Mama Coming Home was 91, oh, ninety one. Oh okay I wasn't eighty three, so there's a lot of time to score. Oh okay, right, fair enough. Ah, that's right. Yeah. I thought um, he'd literally
2: just come in and they're him ch- about <laughs> you're not really what we're looking for, mate. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Anyway, moving
0: on. Um so obviously this song is very epic sounding. I think that's probably why you liked it as well. Like the
1: Mama I'm coming. Yeah. Oh
0: this is written about Sharon, as I said. He gave up alcohol and drugs at this point. So he's Amazingly, at this point, yeah. yeah. So he, when he recorded the song, he was sober.
1: So this is about not only coming home to quit touring, but obviously, you know, um, getting himself in check. I'm not going to be wasted. When on I'm pretty much, yeah. Um, obviously, that wouldn't
0: last long. You know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you got, you got to try. You know. Um, Journey and all so that, it's him crediting Sharon for keeping him alive essentially,
1: which he pretty much did for most of the 80s. Um, this song was written by uh, uh, Lemmy from Motorhead, which would surprise you, okay? It's yeah. a Motorhead uh, known for,
0: yeah. Um, and he also wrote three more songs on the album as well. the, the album called No More Tears. Um so yeah, I'm happy to uh to hear that you like enjoyed the songs, more manphemic, more touching song.
2: Yeah, like I said, there there are very few songs that get to that place deep inside, you know, what that, that have a little bit of meaning. You know, like um you know, we all have that part hidden deep in somewhere inside us that's very difficult to reach. But then when something gets there. Yeah. You're like, wow, this really has a big influence on me. Like, there, there, there are a few songs that do that to me, that can reach
0: that place. Yeah, I mean, going back through these songs again, I was really looking forward to seeing him live. and Obviously, that's not going to happen now. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. This is one of the songs I would like to have heard live, but, you know, here's what it is. Uh, Given his
2: health and everything, though, do you think that the performance would have actually been particularly good?
0: Would you think it would have been quite lethargic? Yeah, I definitely don't think it would have been good, no. considering all these health yeah. problems. I, yeah, this is why it was cancelled. So yeah, it was for the best. Yeah, exactly. I get why he's still disappointed, though. I understand, oh, of course. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, just for
2: me, like to to hear the, the the medical state that he's in makes me think that the show wouldn't have been very
1: yeah.
2: energetic and enjoyable anyway.
0: And so I saw him live um, with Black he's Sabbath ten years ago this year. Um, and he was great that night. You know, great showman. Yeah. Got the crowd leave, it, it.
1: leave it off on that. One. Yeah, leave,
0: leave the memories alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we're going to move on to the next song, uh, which I wasn't originally going to choose, but I thought it kind of links nicely into the next phase I'm going to talk about. Okay. Uh, so, Harry Mason.
1: Riding rated they
2: What was your opinion on Perry Mason? I am really glad that you did choose it cuz I actually really enjoyed this song. Good. Um, it's a different intro sound, which caught me straight away. Um, yeah. And, okay. yeah, all in all, I really like the sound. I actually really like the song. I added it to my playlist. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like this sound, uh, this song quite a lot. Uh, I have one question. Who is Perry Mason? Ah, Perry Mason. Uh, it's a TV
0: show. Right, okay. In America about a detective. Oh, okay. So kind of like, is it a detective or is it a, it's a lawyer? Sorry, a lawyer. A lawyer, a right, lawyer. okay. Uh, yeah so a song about a fictional lawyer called Perry Mason which is a tv show okay uh, so at this point ozzy was in rehab okay so he's so this is early 90s 94 95 like that so he's relapsed unsurprisingly um and this was a show that he watched a lot in rehab perry okay. mason <laughs> so this is where he got the idea to do uh, the, this song, yeah, we're, watch, we're watching reruns of Perry Mason in, in rehab. It's also about Ozzy being in courtrooms, defending himself against certain things like Suicide Solution, for example. Okay. Uh, well, he imagined himself as Perry Mason or he imagined
2: well, Perry he imagined Mason was some... defending no, <laughs> Yeah, defending him,
0: yeah. Uh, it does feature one of
1: your favourites as well. Geezer, Butler, he makes an appearance on this song. Good. But I wasn't going to pick
0: this song, but I picked it for two reasons. Number one, it's a banger. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I couldn't leave it out. Uh, number two, it leads into the next part of his career. Um, but Sharon tried to get him onto the Lollapalooza tour in America. Okay. So yeah. If any of you don't know, Lollapalooza is an alternative it's music. It's the place where Homer got shot in the... by by... Uh, wasn't a bad particularly, was it it was That oh, was by the cannibals well it? initially it was
2: yeah. um uh the pig wasn't it from um pink floyd that's uh, it. The... Uh, and then the cannibal and then yeah. and then after he survived that and then they were like wow you're amazing and then he started getting i want to shoot you in the stomach with a cannonball
0: yeah that's and it. From... yeah and it's like oh what about this um, and then the smashing pumpkins were like Oh, wow,
2: you're a cannibal homer.
0: <laughs> and then you get the, the famous interaction between them, yeah, Billy Corp and Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Homer Simpson smiling politely. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Uh, yeah, so that, although all of was um, a touring... It's like an alternative music alternative festival. Music yeah. Featuring those kind of bands like Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. Cypress Hill, Jane's Addiction, you know, those kind of alternative bands that you would expect to, Nirvana, for example. And they, at that point, didn't think Ozzy Osbourne fitted that vibe in the mid-'90s of okay. that kind of laid-back, kind of alternative rock.
2: I mean, um, I get it, but I also wouldn't have Fort Cypress Hill would fit that mould either. But, you know, whatever. Drugs. And stuff. I mean, yeah, but if you're going on drugs alone, well, Ozzy Osbourne surely had out- well, all of them, yeah, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs>
2: Uh, so this would I'd say that, like Motley Crue, were probably the only people that gave him a run for his money, right? With drugs, you know, like their oh, fucking yeah. lead singer had a heart attack in the dressing room before a show.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll get onto that at some point. Um, so this would lead to Sharon going, "All right, screw you then. We're going to do our own touring circuit okay. uh,
2: which... with with hookers and blackjack." Oh, yeah, you're you, not a Future Futurama fan? Sorry, that. I know,
0: yeah, I <laughs> say one of those into Futurama as well for that. For that. So he would uh, form his own touring circuit around America, predominantly called Ozfest. I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. So that would become like a big, like heavy metal touring, you know, circuit around America, and then eventually other places in the world. I was going to say we've had it here as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, he you, you know, you invite, like, you know, the, the legends of metal, you know, Maidens, Metallica, uh, Judas Priest, whatever, as well as, like, the popular metal bands of the day in the, the mid-90s, which would have been, you know, Pantera, Tool, Machine Head, uh, Manse, Marilyn Manson, at the height of his fame. Uh, but predominantly... I think what made it a massive success at that point in time was the new metal scene that would come along in the late 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s. Anyone who was anyone in that scene, Limbiscuit, Corn, Linkin Park, System Down, Slipknot, Disturbed, whoever else was a part of this touring circuit going around. So that kept Aussie. Um, in the money. In the money, <laughs> yeah. In the money, certainly. Relevant. And relevant, definitely at that time, because that was the biggest metal genre. We'll move on to possibly the most popular part of his career and the one that people from our generation will probably remember or see the most for. It
2: kind of blew him into the stratosphere, really, this, didn't it? You know, I mean, he was always well-known with certain people, but this
0: kind of took him to a whole new level, didn't it? So Yeah, you know where I'm going. The Osbournes. Yeah. Uh, so the Osbournes pre- premiered <laughs> from American viewers premiered on uh, MTV on March the 5th, 2002, and in its first season ever, it was the most viewed series ever on MTV in its wow. first series. Okay. Uh, so okay. I'm sure most of you know the premise of the all Spawns by now. You know, Ozzy, Sharon, and their two kids, uh, Kelly and Jack, uh, You know, looking at their lives, just uh, basically following around it's, it's yeah. the kardashians of the early 2000s yeah, absolutely yeah the think it's one of the first ones to really kick off uh this kind of show the real world i guess was around i same.
2: guess yeah but that wasn't ever celebrities was it that was no. just you know
0: 12 people being real yeah and it's yeah. kick off other ones you know hogan's note hogan knows best the kardashians as you mentioned total divas whatever else um this would probably be one of the the starts of it and obviously yes. this this was huge and reality was, TV boom wasn't it yeah. was this, it this was huge and this is about most people our age would have probably heard of Ozzy through this show definitely my first introduction to him yeah, yeah. or uh, his you know Bo Selector taking the piss out of him yeah yeah because <laughs> <laughs> that um, show was popular Meet the Jacksons as well wasn't yeah it, absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, the opening theme of uh, the Oz was crazy Train, of course but done in a a loungy jazz style.
2: I never heard the entrance, the beginning to it, the entrance. Yeah. I never yeah. heard the beginning, the intro. I've never heard yeah, it's it. Great, it's I, crazy. I never actually watched the show. <laughs> oh, really? Even people that didn't watch it heard about it, you know? Yeah, like that. Yeah, the, the intro was crazy, trend,
0: but some okay. jazz style. Some um, like Richard Cheese. Yeah, sort okay. um, So, this won't surprise you, mm-hmm. but Ozzy said in an interview in 2009 that he was stoned throughout the whole that Should does not do surprise him. me. surprised <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> 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 and keeping it current, uh, it was announced last year that there will be a Osborne's revival. Although, yeah, I'm assuming that's recent events probably on the table a little bit now. Sure. if that's still on the table, why not? Yeah. yeah. But money, you know, well, we'll, well, we'll we, see. Yeah,
2: but do you really want to watch a man who's really struggling? Does he really want
0: people to see that as well? I don't. Yeah, I mean, you know, considering all the abuse he's made to himself and his body, then, you know, it has to become a time when it's going to catch up with him. Um, yeah. I can see possibly it happening, but maybe not for a while. Hmm. Like, I, it does happen. I don't think it will. No. I think, given these health issues, I don't think he's going to want people to see him like no. that. I mean, I know Sharon obviously went on to do other stuff, mm-hmm. him like a. Is it pop idol or X Factor? have a judge on that. Yeah, she became you know, a talk show host and that as well. I'm not sure so. how many people really care about Kelly and Jack. They've kind of fallen off a cool. bit, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, the show. I think Ozzy is the
1: focal point and is the cash cow. So I don't know how if this will get off the ground or not. I don't know. But there, but there you go. Um, so yeah,
0: the Osbournes were massively popular. Uh, but you said you never watched the show. I didn't. No. Okay. Because so you didn't have MTV at the time. I no, this. I had MTV, Just not one
2: interested. I wasn't interested. I, I, I'm not a big reality TV fan, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. I think I watched the first series of Big Brother. for this is all a load of bollocks, <laughs> and then just never watched anything ever again. Really, I, I watched maybe a few episodes of Tough Enough. Oh, right. Um yeah. And then yeah, I, I'm not really a reality TV fan. I don't. Know. It's never really appealed to me. Plus. You know, now, at the age I am, I'm very aware that it's all fucking staged as well. You know, it's yeah, not, it's yeah. not like, totally. they're like, oh, that was brilliant. Can you, can you just do that again for the camera? Because we didn't get it, you know? Yeah. like It's all, yeah, it's not reality, is it? It's like fake drama, basically, isn't it? You know? Mm. So, yeah, just never watched it. Wasn't interested. I watched the both Selector ones more than I watched the actual <laughs> ones. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's
1: fucking mad, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, totally. Uh so this would lead on to the biggest hit of his career. Okay, so I was right. <laughs> uh, the uh cover of Changes by Black Sabbath with his daughter Kelly. This was to launch Kelly's solo career, of course. Mm-hmm.
1: We share
0: be- the stay before I go into a tirade on this. Ooh, okay. What you, what's your opinion on the song? Um,
2: so this this is a weird one for me. Okay. And I'm going to talk you through it, okay? So I'm going to read out what I wrote down first. So this was the first version of the song I ever heard. Yeah, I hadn't same. heard the original. This was the first one I heard. Um, I actually genuinely thought it was an original song. I thought that it was, you know, for for the show, yep. for, you know, oh, this is to launch Kelly, let's do something with her dad and let's get, you know, like... I, I genuinely thought this was a song that was written for the show, you know, oh, we're going through changes and stuff like that. Um, this is where it skews a little bit for me. So I put nowhere near as good as the original, but not appalling, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. However, given time... On this, I'm I'm very glad that we're actually recording this now, rather than just after I listened to and wrote these things, because sitting and stewing on it a little bit more, I actually think it's quite disgusting now, <laughs> uh, and it is appalling, and it's pretty because I remember the Sabbath episode that we did, yeah, and I remember you telling me who wrote this song, why they wrote this song and how they were feeling when they wrote this song. Mm. And I remember thinking at the time, you can really feel the emotion in that song. You can tell that this is someone whose heart is breaking and they know that they have to carry on mm. and they know that they're not going to be the same person on the other side of this, but they have to continue. Yeah. And then thinking about that, and how heart-wrenching a situation that was and how much it must have hurt this person that they had to just get it out onto the page and out of their soul to then turn it into this abortion <laughs> of a of a pop song with some of the lyrics in it, like, you know, like, I'm sorry, daddy, you know, and it's just like, and then thinking on it after Having the time to stew on this, I've swung 180 degrees and think that this is a disgusting abortion of a song that is literally just there to make money and to try and launch someone's shitty pop career. And they have taken a song that had a really deep, meaningful, emotional point to it and just stripped it of all of its heart and turned it into this weird cyborg of a thing that resembles something emotional but hasn't got the slightest idea about it.
0: And that's where I'm going to end my run. Metal fans are going to be disgusted with that. They love this song, man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Do they fuck? Uh, right, so yeah, uh, abortion is a great uh, term for it. I do like that, that, the use of that word. Yeah, I fucking hated listening to this, and uh, I couldn't wait for it to be over. Originally, I didn't, it wasn't on the list of the songs I gave you until You've I remember. I remember the exact line I, that I put out of, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I completely forgot about this song, and it wasn't until I went to work the next day and it just popped into my head. I was like, oh shit, yeah, that. I beg you to listen to that. And I thought, shit, that means I've got to listen to that. Um, Glad right. for punishment, <laughs> but hey, <laughs> we suffer for our art. I suffer for our. This is definitely the worst song I've listened to since we started doing this. I, I would agree. Yeah, um, Kelly's vocals are awful for a song. I, I don't like it at all. Uh, I think Aussie's lines are cringe in the song. I love you, Daddy. Like that, that line. Go. That line. That's the same thing,
1: yeah. The chorus is horrendous. Have uh, I got anything nice to say? Uh, right. Before I get into the
0: one positive I have about the song. You have a positive. Wow! Yeah, okay. yeah, well, my my all.
1: biggest
2: positive was it's not appalling, but then I completely flipped on that. I anyway. hate the choir that shows up at the end.
0: Changes. Yeah. Oh God! Uh, I hate you. Don't want to stab my eyes out. Uh, horrendous. Your
2: eyes. Uh, so not it. even the things that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't
1: stab it's everything it. out. <laughs> yeah. Horrendous. Um, uh,
0: there we go. I put more epic sound in the original, but worse for it. Uh, I'm guessing that's a response to the choir at the um, end. Uh, yeah, that's but I mean,
2: response. epic is not necessarily the word that I would use to describe it, but yeah. Right. That's what they're going for. They're going for that, but, but they yeah, miss wildly. It Wild really sucks,
1: year.
0: yeah. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, we, um, fantastic song. We really like that a lot. Um, sarcasm for American viewers. Um, yeah, horrendous. However, uh, what our opinions of it do not matter because... Let's hear some facts about this song. Yeah. Uh, it was released on the 8th of December 2003, so just before Christmas. hmm At the time it was released, Ozzy was in hospital with a quad bike accident. I remember that, yeah. He broke his neck. Yeah. Ouch.
2: Um, they actually genuinely were worried that he wasn't going to pull through as well. I
0: remember that. Yeah. Or that if he did pull through, he'll never walk again. So uh, this reached number one in the UK. Course, because the general public have it just it was just just riding off of the the wave of the show, wasn't it? That's all it was. Yeah, uh, this was also Osborne's first ever uh, UK number one hit single, 33 years after he released his first song in 1970. So, I think that was the longest gap between first song released and uh, number one single. That's the British public for you. Obviously, this was popular because of the Osborne songs, yeah, the show, yeah. uh, so there you go. Uh, this was also the same year that Mad World by Gary Jules.
2: Oh, God, what a terrible one. Jesus, what was wrong with us that year? Fucking hell. What year was it, 2003? 2003. Was it, like, latent trauma from 9-11? I don't know. When was 7-7? <laughs> that was around then. 2005. Wasn't? Oh, so we haven't quite hit that low yet. Yeah, so, uh, Yeah. Oh awful. Jesus, what was going on in 2003? So it was obviously the Iraq War, and we were all just depressed, know. and everyone just wanted to die,
0: basically, and, by the looks yeah, of so it. So awful, awful, awful. Um And Kelly Osbourne, I remember having one other song. I remember one other song. Uh, was it called Shut Up or something like that? I, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember it being me. on the music channels. Yeah. It was and then hard. after that, her career just didn't take off nah. um, probably because she couldn't sing No, nah, I don't think people really bought it did they nah she tried to have this whole punk rock aspect to her as well and it just it, it just seemed so yeah. fake as well didn't it so, I mean, she was dating a singer from the band uh, at this point and they were in the show together
2: uh, I mean I personally don't know the yeah. woman so I don't have anything personal against her <laughs> whatsoever but she just never struck me as a, a very talented person <sighs>
0: Anyway, let's move on to something a little bit more uh, positive, shall we, after that rubbish. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Ozzy Osbourne, pretty famous at this point. Uh, He would uh, get the highest of high honours in uh, 2007. He'd star in Little Nicky. Was that 2007? I don't know, it was Uh, around that point. (laughs) But he was the first ever recipient of a star in the Birmingham Walk of <laughs> Stars <laughs> in 2007. The first,
1: the
0: first person, the first inductee. <laughs> that famous that, yep, Birmingham yep, Walk of Stars. You that, laugh. That's, it's the yeah. second biggest city in the in the that, UK. Yeah, we
2: laugh. There's no London Walk of Fame, but yeah, there's a Birmingham Walk of yeah,
0: Fame. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, let's move on to the last song then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh Take what you want mm-hmm. With uh, Post Malone And Travis Scott
1: I feel you crumbling My arms
0: down to Your heart of stone You might be thinking to yourself, Tom,
2: why did you choose this one? I'm guessing this is one of the ones from his new album
0: that won a Grammy, right? Uh that's the album before. Oh okay. we'll, we'll we'll get into that. Um so before I go into this one, what did you think of this particular track?
1: It's okay. Yeah. Um it's it's
2: so this is what I wrote. It's okay, but not as amazing as I hoped it would be when I saw who he was singing with. Yeah. I don't hate it. I really wanted it to be better than it was, but it was just, it was all right. It wasn't. But when I saw like, you know, Post Malone and Travis Barker, I thought, oh, this is going to be sick. I'm going to love this song. And it was just like, oh, eh,
0: all right. It was all right, I guess. Mm. So the reason I chose this is because it's his most listened to song. Oh, I Apple, was... On Apple Music. So I was wrong. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what do you think it was? I thought it was changes. No, <laughs> but, uh, okay. Apple Music um, is... Yeah, take what you want, be a post my own. That's why I, I, I put it on there because that's the most listened to song. On okay. Apple Music. And I remember listening to the album at the time, and I, I must have listened to the song, but just didn't go in. Yeah. So... When I went to listen to this back, um, my first reaction, well, my first thought was, I'm going to hate this. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to hate
1: this. But I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. I actually didn't mind it. It was all right. Uh, I thought Ozzy was pretty
0: good here. Good opening vocal. Uh, He's good for out. I could have done without some of the beats on this song. (laughs) It's just not for me. I could have done without Travis Scott. Really, I I, I don't mind Travis Scott. But Travis Scott, not Travis I, Barker. So Travis Scott. Yeah, Tra- I think Travis Scott really fit on this song. No offense to him. Really. Well personal, name was good on this. He was very. I'm not really a fan, but he was very impassioned on this song. Like he did a good vocal. I thought it was good. Uh, this song was actually originally released on his album, right? Uh, Hollywood Bleeding, and then Ozzy put it on his album the next year so yeah I, I enjoyed the song a lot more than I thought I enjoyed Post Malone um
1: this is his highest charting single in America reached number 8 really yeah Are you talking about Ozzy or Post Malone
0: Ozzy oh right okay oh, not Post Malone I was this was Post Malone's ninth top 10 hit in America um songs about heartbreak obviously take what you want from me take what you need from me you know um, I like the guitar riff on the song. I enjoyed that. Um, I was really surprised I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I
2: don't
1: know, man. It just didn't... No, it didn't fit it it, it, it It's... I'm trying to find a good analogy. <laughs> didn't fit? No, no, geez, no it it's... No, it
2: didn't really connect. Have you ever been to a restaurant... And I you've so. seen something on a menu, and you thought that sounds really good. Oh, it didn't live up to your and expectations. And then you order it, and you have it, and you just like let down. It was all right. It wasn't fair enough. I really yeah. wanted it to be more than that, mm. and you just kind of come away feeling a little bit disappointed because you're like, I really wanted to like that more than I did, and I just couldn't force myself to, mm. you know. And it was just like it was all right, but it just didn't quite. Hit that point for me that mm. I thought that I, the, when I saw the lineup, I thought it was going to be, I was like, this is interesting, and I really think there's going to be a really cool fusion, and it just didn't quite live up to that for me. Fair enough. Bit of a sour yeah. note to end on for me personally. Never mind. Um, they finally, I mean, we like- could have
0: ended on changes, so I'm kind of glad we but, didn't end. Yeah, there. <laughs> um, um, this would be a theme for Ozzy on his last two albums. That he's released is like doing duets for people, a to bring the money in, obviously, because mm. he's popular, and b just to hide his deficiencies at this yeah. point. Um, so he had a song with Elton John on this album as well, okay. Ordinary Man, which the album was called, and he released um, another album last year called Patient Number Nine, which was also had Eric Clapton on it. Uh, Tony Iommi came back to do some stuff with him as well that was the song that won the Grammy with Tony Iommi okay um, and uh, Jeff Beck who recently just passed away as well so that'll be it for Ozzy Osbourne I think all in all this was a positive experience
1: yeah
2: yeah the thing I think <laughs> I discovered is <laughs> I think I like you something I think I like Ozzy Osbourne than I do early Ozzy Osbourne. What, you thought Ozzy on his own and sabbath so Is that what you mean? Like, So so, so the stuff from like the late 80s and the early, early 90s, 90s is yeah. what I really liked. I mean, I, I said that um, uh, Mama and Coming Home was probably my favourite Ozzy Osbourne song. I, I, I really liked that. Yeah. Um, Shot in the Dark, Perry Mason, uh, Diary of a Madman. All of those were like, I was just like, Bang, 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 bang. Great. Awesome. And then it derailed a little bit with changes <laughs> yes. um, and then uh, take what you want. Um, but I think that I, I I lean slightly more towards later Aussie than I do early Aussie. Uh, I mean, with the exception of uh, like some of the uh, Black Sabbath hits and uh, Crazy Train, I would say that most of the other songs I think all kind of sound very similar. They're all a little bit (sighs) bland in my opinion, just like, yeah, okay. But they don't really live long in the memory and then they move on. When he steps out of his wheelhouse, when he tries to do something a little bit different and a little bit off the wall, I think that's when I like him the most. Um, I think when he steps away from that, um, you know, kind of Sabbath sound into something different is when I'm like, really like, wow, you're a really good uh, artist, man. You should do stuff like this more often that I really like this. So um, all in all, a very good experience for me. Yes. I added quite a few songs to my playlist. Um, But having said that, am I going to go and listen to any more of his new stuff? I don't think I will. Because the yeah the last song you left me with
0: was a little bit... Eh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't really make a lot of the new stuff, really. I enjoyed the song it anyway, did well. John, it's a decent enough song. There's some decent tracks. I'm going to mention quickly, I did um, a list of my favourite metal albums and singles of 2022. That you put up on, tw- on our Twitter? Our, yep. On our Twitter and on the, um, on the Discord. Discord audio. So you want to view that whole list I did there? on our Discord and have a look. And uh yeah, I think that's where we'll end it
1: for Ozzy Osbourne number five is in the book. The Prince of Darkness, yeah. Uh yeah.
0: So I hope you enjoyed the episode and uh I hope you check out some of the songs that we listened to on this episode and you enjoy them as much as we did. Uh maybe not so much changes, but you know. So I'll, I'll sign us off then shall I? Go for it. Thanks for listening and uh Rock on. Enjoyed the show? Why not check out Terrifying Tom
1: wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Rich Tea Entertainment production. Thank you for listening.